Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. He was an orphan left to perish in the downtown wilderness. Instead, he thrived. They say he can turn himself into an alley cat. He became a hunter. It's a half-human creature that haunts his own. A warrior. Now, winos around here swear up and down that they've seen it. A legend of the city. Wild thing. She has seen him. Why did you let me see you? I was lonely. Now, he is her only hope. a new breed of hero. Wild Thing. Wild Thing. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. in there. You'll have to excuse me a second. (laughs) 
Is that what I think it is? I don't know. What do you think it is, sir? Is that a martini? It is not a martini. Really? It is close, though. It is a mixed drink of some sorts. Ah. Is it called a wild thing? It is not called a wild thing. I do not do themed drinks. <laughs> I just figured it would be... Uh, if there was a drink called a wild thing, it would be appropriate for tonight's show. And if I planned that far ahead for our shows, I might have got bought the ingredients to make a wild thing drink if one exists. <laughs> As it is, I'm just... I'm just scrounging in between work and this to find anything to mix together that's alcoholishy, And so uh, I've got a nice sticky Tom Collins here. Ooh, nice Tom Collins. Because gin makes a man mean. <laughs> Wasn't that on a shirt once? Uh, it was on a lot of things once. <laughs> yeah, let so me get, Let me get you in the frame here. Ah, there we go. Am I even in frame? Come you're on. In, you're in frame. So am I in frame? frame? I can't even see you're, my... You're in, you're in frame. Oh, I'm perfect. I'm perfect. You're just out of whack. All right. So, welcome, everybody, to Movie Sucktastic number 181, correct? Wrong. Oh. Maybe if well, we didn't take so many weeks off, we'd actually be somewhere around 181. <laughs> <laughs> what I what I meant to say was 100 and... Where's the Sheena one I just posted? It's 41. Uh, 141, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> I meant to say 41. I, I did the math once. Uh, we should probably be somewhere in the 180s. Well, we're busy people, and we can't do this every goddamn week until you people start just sending us loads of money for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, that is true. Uh, so, uh, but to, not to digress, welcome to Movie Sucktastic episode 100 and something or other. Uh, this episode, we are reviewing the 1980s smash hit, by which I mean no one remembers this film anymore, Wild Thing. That's right came out in uh, 1987 <clears throat> got uh, probably the most playtime on Cinemax uh, oh, well, sh- well, what didn't I, I, I don't remember seeing this anywhere but on Cinemax growing up mm-hmm. I saw it on cable I didn't see it in the theater I'll give you that no I didn't see that I d- didn't know this film existed other than on Cinemax I know for yeah. a fact it was on Cinemax that, that that's where I think I, I read- I think I remember seeing trailers for it on television. I, I, you know, so I think I knew it was a movie, but it was like Chud. It just came and went. Mm-hmm. Now, the yeah, one thing definitely. I didn't look up uh, What's that? before this wild thing, the song playing a, a, a prominent part in the film, yeah. uh, is also reminds me of the film Major League, which came out in 1989. So they kind of stole the wild thing uh, music thing from this film and applied it to Charlie Sheen's character. Right, they play which, the wild thing music for when it comes out. Yeah, yeah, because of how you know he was uh, such a he was a crazy pitcher. He would throw these crazy fastballs, and he would go nuts on the mound. So he got the nickname Wild Thing, and then like the, hearing the song in that film would gear him up for the game or for when he was walking out to the mound. I still well, enjoy that film, Major League. Major League, one of the, one of the uh, I think six or seven sports films that I actually like and will watch again. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm able to list all of them, but that's one of them. Uh, Slapshot might be another. Slapshot might be another. Digstown, you know, is, is on the list. Oh, well, yeah. I go, For me, Slapshot of, is my number one. I mean, And speaking can't. of something that has nothing to do with uh, Digstown, guess what I have coming in the mail? Uh, I finally, I finally I acquired a free copy, because uh, I refuse to pay for shit anymore, <laughs> of the novel that Quick Change is based on. Oh, really? It's in the mail. I cannot wait to read this and see 
And again, this is also the author who also wrote the books that Funny Farm and Let It Ride were based on. Really? I like yes. both of those films, too. Well, Funny Farm is the weakest of the three for me, but it it's is. still, it's not, a, it's probably the last decent thing Chevy Chase ever did, but we're digressing. I'm not really interested in trying to figure out what the last good thing Chevy Chase has done. <laughs> it might be Funny Farm. I mean, does cameos like in Hot Tub Time Machine count? Because no, I don't think so. We're talking about lead lead roles. Lead, lead, lead roles? roles. All right, maybe maybe Vegas Christmas Vacation. vacation. That wasn't bad. Christmas I think Vacation. Vegas, well, Vegas the... Vacation, I think, got a lot of shit and didn't deserve it. It wasn't that bad. It, it was bad. Uh, uh, if if you don't... I'll tell you something. Right. When I saw when... the trailer for Vegas Vacation, okay, and I saw that they were bringing back Eddie... And he's out in the desert, and they're visiting him. And he throws a raw piece of chicken on a rock, and it starts cooking all by itself. I tell, I, I, I won't, <laughs> I won't, I'm not afraid to admit, I, I laughed pretty hard at that when I saw the trailer in the theater. And I was just like, how could this be bad? It was pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, it's but, a film that grows on you the more you watch it. I will give it that. I, you know, I. But that's but, it. But, I don't know what kind of what kind of uh, highbrow humor people were expecting from a vacation sequel. I mean, it's all right. C- comparing to, to the cops and Robertsons, it's the last oh, good film he did. Cops and Robertsons. Oh. I rest my case. That's pretty. Yeah, even Jack Palance couldn't save that shit. And, and, and you know there. what? I, I'm on the. Po- I I still have a soft spot for soft spot for Memoirs of an Invisible Man, even though it was a huge train wreck. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I'll, I'll give you that. I want I mean, my molecules got... back. <laughs> I mean, have, having read the novel, yeah. and having and having read about the tug of war between uh, Carpenter and Chevy Chase about the film, it, 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 I, I can appreciate why it's the way it is, and that it wasn't better, and I can kind of forgive it on some level. Okay, but that's just that's just me. I, I'm you know I'm that kind of person. I'm easygoing. Yeah. No, seriously. Oh, I I know. I <laughs> no, I'm you. kidding. I don't know. Yes. Uh-huh. So a- anyway. Anyway. Wild thing. Wild I think thing. I love you. Now, uh, if I if I may start with a brief synopsis. Wild yes. thing uh, again. Uh, uh, challenged by myself to you. Based on our previous two films, The Beastmaster and Sheena, Queen of the Jungle, following the theme of uh, at least for Sheena, following the theme of abandoned children being raised in the wilds in this case new york city and yes i have proof it's new york city even though they never mention it and i'll get into that uh and uh, actually not even it could be new york I'm, I'm leaning towards new york city and also on the theme of talking to animals since the wild thing does seem to have a predilection for talking in cat language and yeah. it's the basic it's the basic t- t- your typical run of the mill story about a hippie couple moving uh traveling through the city pick up a hitchhiker and next thing you know they've been slaughtered because the hitchhiker was uh robbing drugs from Robert Davy and the child escapes and is raised by worse than being raised by animals in the wilderness uh raised by homeless people <laughs> who yet again miss a golden opportunity to put this child in some sort of a foster home to get a real <laughs> education and well, or real life by being adopted 
No, 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 no. Let's just raise them in the sewers and tell them rats are the devil. Let's do that right. instead. Now, now, let's be. I want to be fair in a couple parts. One, I don't disagree at all with the concept of the film, which is that a, an abandoned child could be lost in the cracks of the civil service or the, um, you know, foster service network, etc. I totally buy that. I mean, let's let's not forget the stories you hear about uh, children being found dead in Tupperware bins in the basement by a, a woman's boyfriend. I mean, that's local. That's local. That's near you and me. Uh, so I totally buy that uh, that you know, Dyfus didn't catch on to this kid wandering the streets. Mm-hmm. And also, be, to be fair, we're talking about 1980s cinema homeless people. These aren't these aren't sad, uh, depressing individuals who are uh, racked with mental illness or uh, or drug debilitation or just fallen on hard times who are slowly withering away without any kind of sustenance and in this whole underground culture. These are happy, quirky, weird characters that are in the streets because, well, they're just quirky and weird. Yeah, no, it's true. And uh, speaking of that, I just got an, a great idea for a movie challenge because uh, there's one <laughs> film there's one film that I, I have that I, <laughs> that I absolutely want to challenge. But it's extremely Please. hard to get. But I, I now have a backup. Now I gotta ask a quick question. Have we I have ever two reviewed backups. Street Trash? Have we have we have we ever uh, reviewed Street Trash? You had to mention or it had... now. We couldn't talk Am I about this. That? You are ruining it because that's my I'm backup. Sorry. That's your backup. Well, that's, that's a good backup. That's my backup. And we haven't talked about it in the past, so that's that's always we've there. never reviewed it. And if we do review that, I think you'd be silly. Not to challenge me to another film similar that's that's similar to it. If we review that, I'm just going to be silly. <laughs> I, there's nothing else to do. So, I mean, that, that's the whole opening. And the and it, now, I, the thing I love about Wild Thing is that, unlike most '80s films, yeah, it it takes itself seriously. It does. This is no Rockadile Dundee or, I mean. The opening, and I, and I I really loved how the opening, and I wish they expanded on this more. And I think this film is, this film must be remade. They need to remake this film and just go darker, because I really liked how it showed the clash between the two alternate countercultures of the late '60s, early '70s, the kind of hippie, free love, peace, Nirvana movement, and the uh, biker gang, underground criminal movement, both of which had. Uh, Strong. I mean, if you can see a similar—not not the same thing, but a similar thing in, in uh, Quadrophenia between the mods and the rockers. Right. But you had this whole counterculture, two countercultures clashing, uh, both with both involved in the, in drugs uh, and and uh, like nomad aspects to them, but both just inherently different. And whereas one side wanted to play nice, the other side didn't want to play nice. <laughs> And and when and when you you give a ride to a person that's stealing drugs from Robert Davy, it's not going to end well. No, no, especially oh. when he looks like Che Guevara. <laughs> che Guevara, Che Guevara. Guevara? Well, it's not Guerrera. No, it's not Guerrera. Who cares, Ara? <laughs> anyway, I thought, I, I thought he looked like Kenneth Anger myself, but uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> now, talk about an interesting movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's get that one done. So it, it, Robert Davey is uh and a cop played by oh what's his name? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, he's he was in a ton of stuff in the 80s. Where he shaking? Where he shaking? Uh the, he's a what cop. Was his, so what was the, his most famous film in the 80s? I mean, I know that's not know. what we're reviewing, but there's one movie that I can't get out of my head that I know he was in and I just didn't do any homework on it. But I know 
It the just, 80s? We're specifically talking the 80s. Yeah. That's when he was his biggest. Um, I don't know about anything where he's the biggest in the 80s. I mean, he's he's been in everything. Yeah. He's ironically no. in another one of my favorite films, Turk 182. He is in that. Is he you're, still you're alive? Not thinking, oh, oh, not 70s. It's 70s. No, it's 80s. War Games. That's what you're thinking of. I don't, well, maybe. I don't think it was. War Games. He's, he's one of the two computer geeks that Matt uh, Warwick goes. He, he's dead. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato Head. <sighs> no, I know. I know. <laughs> he's dead. He died. He's only 61. I what did he die of? I hate that kidney trouble. It just says kidney trouble. I need that. I need that as a ringtone now. <laughs> it's a potato head. <laughs> I don't, I can't think of anything else that I, w I would uh, say that he's like well known for. Uh, he just is in a lot of shit. Well, I mean, well known. I mean, I'm talking about me, not what everyone else is going to say. Oh, I know that guy. No, this is yeah. something my Four childhood. Four games. Maybe. That's it. You should have you should have done the homework beforehand. He was in Meatballs three. <laughs> I like Meatballs three. If you if you get rid of the alien, it wasn't a. No bad no thing. no. That was Meatballs two. That was Meatballs was three. No, that was three. Was no. I've never seen Meatballs three. Oh, never mind. I'm thinking of Meatballs two. That's where Paul Rubens. Uh, what's his name? Burt Campbell. The guy that played Burt Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. He was in Soap. Soap, yeah. Uh, yeah he, he played for Campbell and Soap, yeah. Uh, I, I, I can sit through, too, if you ignore the alien stuff. and it, <laughs> Who <fun>? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like uh, the alien. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I remembered liking the alien when I was a kid. I don't know. I, I can't. I won't go that far. I remember them referring to uh, Dick's as pinkies through that film a lot. Mm-hmm. He well, showed you his pinky? <laughs> well, because they, they took a film that was like a teenage sex comedy uh but not really and they did a sequel to it and they tried to market it towards like 12 year olds mm. so i mean so it, it, it's like the most non-sexy sex comedy of the 80s it was kind of like the death knell of the sex comedy right so we, we we really can't even put sex in this because we're not that's not our <laughs> we need to get a pg <laughs> now uh after wild thing gets away from the cops pulls a uh he pulls a um uh cardboard box over him no, no. When he dumps, he drives into the river. He pulls a uh, what's the movie? Uh, the oh, one-armed man. Uh, yeah, pulls uh, a fugitive. Pulls a fugitive. fugitive. Yeah, he pulls a fugitive. Dies in the water. They assume he's dead. Uh, f flash forward, uh, what? Fifteen years? It went from sixty-nine to seventy-five, so it's only yes. six years. He was three in the in the sixty-nine flashback. It is not. No, it, it flash forwards to not seventy-three, eighty-seven. No, 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 no. It never, says, it never says 87. It just says present day. That's 87. Yeah, but the film came out in 87. But they don't right. put a time stamp on the movie. It goes from 69 did to did 75. You the, did you see well, the clothing the street gangs are wearing? It's 87. Well, dude, yes. Did you, <laughs> well, that, did that you was see? one of the things that I chuckled at when I'm watching the film. And it was like present day. I'm like... No, <laughs> look at these crips. They're just talking about how their shoes on a on a on a telephone line, and it's like this is not present day. This is not present day at all. But they go 69, 75, present day. That's how they do their years. 
Why did they go to 75 for? What are you talking about? What's what's the middle one? What well, did I miss? Well, they show him as oh, a, okay. a nine-year-old, you know, Never stealing mind. fruit and, and with the, the bag lady and all that. I, I apologize. I, for some reason, I was so entrenched in the the idea of the 1987 gangster uh street gang clothing uh like like the the rejects from michael jackson's thriller i totally <laughs> forgot about the formative years of wild thing where he's raised by the crazy homeless woman to fear right. the government again i don't disagree <laughs> blue coats blue coats give you to white coats <laughs> uh you know what he's not fucking wrong <laughs> <laughs> you're really not i mean <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they mess with your frequency and scramble, scramble your eggs. Scramble the eggs, and they, and they, they turn off your power station. Power station. They shut down the power station. Shut now, down and the and power we'll, we'll talk about that later, because, because there was, a, I was really disappointed by the ending for one specific reason, and it has to do with the power station. Um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, they, you're right. They have the in between years where they show how wild thing is is raised by the homeless people, and uh, I think in the remake they can do away with that part. I think they could just show like a crazy person find the find the child and say, "I'm gonna raise you," and then we can assume that stupid shit happens. Yeah, and we can just go to the part where he's running around from rooftop to rooftop like a wild man meowing. That's, or I, I mean, they could even just start off at that point and maybe get a couple of flashbacks. Nothing serious. You no, know, a couple that's of flashbacks. A good point too good point too the the, you know? the collage that wild thing paints in his abandoned building alone tells the story you don't need to actually see that origin you are correct sir you're on the ball tonight thank you so uh we we, we see the formative years where and again this is where he's introduced to all these colorful homeless characters <laughs> that funny guy with no legs and, and the <laughs> hilarious drunk who, who keeps uh playing uh playing uh bull bull uh oh yeah he's uh fighter um, yes el toro um, yeah, with the cars and with the cars, <laughs> funny. <laughs> a matador, matador, matador. That's what they're that, called. Yes. And uh, so, and they they go through all that just so they can. They're pretty much setting up the lingo he's going to speak with in the rest of the film, giving you an explanation for what you know what the devils are and the. And you're right; it would be kind of be more fun to like to have to figure it out as you go along. Is like, what does he mean by the power station? What devils? What is he talking about? Oh, it's rats. You know, a nice. <laughs> there'd be more surprises in the film. And it's the kind of film that kind of needs surprises because it's yeah. yeah. But but again, and again, the him there's humorous moments, but it still kind of plays it seriously that yeah, this kid's being raised by homeless people. He's trained to hate the government, and now we go to modern day, and he's like this weird legend that that all the the crips hang around talking about that the mysterious kid that can turn himself into an alley cat. Not right. the most ferocious kind of legend you can tell. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. no. That's actually another uh, potential challenge I just thought of. <laughs> I'm going to write it down so I don't forget. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you might even know what it is, just uh, thinking about it for a second. Now, in, in the modern day, we, we, uh -huh. we find the city, and we, we come across uh, Kathleen Quinlan playing a young social worker working yeah, for the church. Let me how much of a crush I had on her growing up. Ever since I saw her in a Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah, the feature from the Twilight Zone. Twilight yeah. Zone, the I, movie. I I didn't find her sexy at all in that. I don't know where that comes from for you. That's weird. That's kind of creepy. I don't know. I don't know. That's actually. I had, that's I had, actually, a, I had a thing for her. It's actually a little disturbing. I, I have to say. <laughs> hey, what? Hey. And, what, and, what and I, I like what her, I like. 
I'm a pervert. That, it, it takes a lot to you know confuse me. Oh. Uh, I'm trying to look at stuff that she did, and uh, I, I'm just besides uh, Twilight. Oh, you know, you know what movie think- she did? She did that film with Kurt Russell where she gets kidnapped um, by the trucker. And oh, they have, a, uh, it was called Breakdown, or... Breakdown, uh, I saw that in the theater. Was that break? We all went to see that, I thought. No, no, I didn't see it with you. I saw it with Will. I saw it with Chris, Brian, I thought you were there, and Doug. I know, I, I saw it with Will and Chuck. And okay. I remember, because Will, Will's one of those people that he doesn't like any film he ever goes to see, ever. Like, all he does is bitch when he comes out of it. Did he like that? And, and no, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I think I'll, he he and I did go to see um, uh, uh, Fifth Element though, and I remember when I came out, I was like foaming mad, and he was like, "Yeah, see, about time you, you understand." <laughs> <laughs> like, Will, you're right. This is wasted two hours of my life. <laughs> There's a we scene bonded. in that movie. Oh yeah. There's a scene in that movie where J.T. Walsh is talking to Kurt Russell. They had already kidnapped her, and obviously they're telling Kurt Russell what they want him to do. And he's just telling Kurt Russell about his wife, and he's talking about her breasts, and he's like, you know, she's got really nice breasts, maybe pound, pound and a half of pure tit. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, holy shit. (laughs) It's just the way he says it. And I was like, god damn. I liked Breakdown. For what it was worth, I did. It, it's it's exactly what it just set out to be. It's yeah. you know not not great, not horrible, but if you ended up watching it on cable at night or on Netflix, uh, you wouldn't hate it. It was like right. oh well, it was fun. I mean, it, it, it could be a hell of a lot worse. She, she wow. was also in the uh, Hills Have Eyes remake. I didn't realize that. Oh, that's right. She played the mom. Right. So she doesn't die in it. She's not the not not the one that gets shot in the head. No, she dies. The mother dies. No, she does. She was in Apollo thirteen. Yeah. She played the uh, wife of Tom Hanks. Anyway, uh, so she's... Anyway. She, 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 oh, she was in she Event co- Horizon. Oh, that, she That's was right. the wife, she wasn't was, she? And no, in Event Horizon, she was on board. She was, oh, she was on board. That's right. She was, yeah. she's, she's the dumb one. The dumb one. <laughs> That's one way to put it. I remember her in that. She was the dumb one. Yeah. You're like, she's the one like, yeah, you're just going to die because you're stupid. <laughs> you're not even being tricked or anything. You're just dumb. She was in Airport 77. Mm. <laughs> All the good ones were in Airport 77. Yeah. She was an American in American wi- Graffiti. Wow. In Wild Thing, she's a, a, a social worker working for the church uh, that comes to the town. Nobody sent her sent anybody to pick her up or anything at the bus station. She just shows up and gets an evil taxi person that drops her off in the middle of the zone. The zone. Which, which according to the journalist later, literally has no other name. Yeah. It's and not like the lower cops West don't want to go there. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's not like the Lower West Side or Central. No, it's literally no, no, no other name except the Zone. <laughs> yeah, it's not Queens. It's the yeah. Zone. <laughs> well, it could be Queens. Let's not. It could be Queens. Now, and I love the, the I love the the cab driver. He, he's like, uh, she goes, but the meter says seven dollars. Uh, that ten extra for making me come here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an a- what an asshole! <laughs> if you don't want to go there. Then you shouldn't have picked her up. This film would have been nice if they mixed it with uh, Escape from New York. Yeah, right. Ernest Borgman <laughs> could have picked her up. He's like, ah, I think this is. I the really want to see Molotovs. that show. <laughs> <laughs> Tossing Molotovs behind him. You know, you know, 
but and so she ends up in the middle of nowhere uh and uh she's and two 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 uh of robert davies goons hilariously try to rape her <laughs> right <laughs> she leads up against the car and they just drag her in right now and here, this is where I, I actually respect the film in some ways. In the beginning, like when Wild Thing saves her, he has a crossbow. Uh, that again, you are right. The more I think about it, that whole thing where he's growing up, they have a shot of him like watching a TV with a crossbow on it. Yeah. Like you know what? You can buy a crossbow in any fucking city on a side street, let alone steal one. So I don't think we need the backstory to explain how he figured out what a crossbow was. Right. Oh yeah. But yeah, as one. I love right. how he wears two different shoes through the whole movie too. I don't know why. Good set, good, good uh, costume design. Especially, you know, more better on him than on the uh, street gang. But he, like, he shoots the crossbow bolt and hits the signs. So he scares them off. So there's no real violence. And you're like, oh, okay, it's one of these films now. We're gearing it towards kids. So there's not going to be any real violence. And in the last half hour of the film, it just throws that shit right out the window. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh no no, we're killing people. What? Yeah, they they <laughs> oh, say oh. they saved it. They saved it oh. for the end of the movie. Didn't, they didn't save it as much as just kind of say, "Hey, this could have been the entire film." It's like, no, yeah. no. Why do why do we have to wait to have fun? And I, and I get a feeling that this film was uh, rated R uh, initially because, and not even for for violence or anything, maybe for swearing because there's a couple of scenes uh, mm -hmm. in the film that it looks like they say something else, like they say "fuck" and uh, like the cab driver, for instance. He just kept saying, "They're a bunch of suckers." Suckers, suckers. And I bet he's saying fuckers, fuckers, that whole scene. And they just dubbed over and made him say fuckers because they said, well, uh, you said fucker way too many times. Um, we're going to give you an R rating if you don't I clean totally, that up. I totally agree with that assessment, sir. Thank you. Um, so I think the film initially did get an R uh, because it does have a little bit of everything. You know, a little bit of violence, a little bit of just a tiny little bit of sex and... You know, just that little bit of swearing that they probably changed. Can we talk um, about the little bit of sex? It's not even almost worth mentioning, but yeah, it is a just a little. I think it is not because of the sex part itself, and we're, I'm not talking about the uh, the young girl that her friend tries to turn as a prostitute and ends up getting killed later. Uh, and I'm not spoiler alert. And I'm not talking about <laughs> the uh, just the implications of prostitution and all that. What I'm speaking of is the romantic center of the film. Which is the tender, touching love story about the uh, the church-funded social worker who ends up having sex with the mentally uh, mentally disturbed homeless child. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's of age. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that would you fly. Know, I mean, she, I mean, obviously, she she didn't ask him if he had any protection because pff, no. So who knows what kind of he could have TB? Dude, he could dude. have some, some sort of crazy. Uh, he could have rabies. Dude, I this mean, is this is the eighties. They didn't have. They didn't know what AIDS was yet. Because Ronald oh. Reagan wouldn't tell him. In eighty-seven, they did. Yeah, but only by rumor and innuendo. But it's present day. So I'm this, saying, is, this it, could it, be this could be yesterday. That's the whole point no. of when they do present day. No, when they say present day, they mean you're not going to remember this film ten years after we released it. So let's just stay in the now, <laughs> okay? And I love the priest who's on the screen right now. And the only thing I can think of when I see him is, what? Lance Hendrickson wasn't available. Yeah, right. And <laughs> and he's such. I, again, I started like looking for movies where Lance Hedrick Hendrickson played a priest, and I couldn't find any. <laughs> there's one. Oh, there's one. 
because I, I wanted the, I I wanted to be it to be a challenge, and I'm like, there's oh, got to be a movie with Hendrickson as a priest, but I can't I couldn't find anything. I, wa- I swear I, I remember him in at least one film wearing a priest outfit. I'll have to look into that. Uh, but and the priest character in the remake for this, the, I, I, he was so street smart, so much more street smart than, of course, the the young girl from Kentucky or whatever the fuck. And I wanted to see a darker side to him, where like like he actually like uh, like near the end where, where uh, he's telling wild things like revenge isn't the answer. Like yeah, but he's not really trying to stop him that hard. And and I just <laughs> wish he was more uh, uh, more uh, felicitous. If that's yeah. the proper word. See, uh, yeah, if if I was yeah, doing yeah. that scene, <laughs> <laughs> like his his parting words to Wild Thing should have been, "Just make sure he doesn't come back to burn down the church." You know, just fucking. <laughs> or, or he could like be he could pull off the collar and tell him that. Uh, I don't. Why why do that? That implies I don't. That, why not? <laughs> I, I I don't think you have to. I I, I think it's just it would have just, you know, just been like fuck this, kill that you know, son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I, I I think I mean you can rationalize anything under religion. I think he could have just been as simple as yeah, you know what? Show him God's wrath. <laughs> that's right. And what I'm doing now, by the way, that's supposed to be like an Irish accent, and it's not. So just ignore that and move on. Yeah, his is and worse. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> Impossible that his his accent was... is probably the worst Irish accent I've ever heard. You know what the problem is with mixing drinks when you're using like this bottled drink mixer is that you just get sticky. No matter well, what you do, you just get. I'm just sticky now. Hey, I mean it happens. What are you gonna do? <laughs> um, so, but yeah, why? So I mean the. the I really love how the film takes itself seriously, even though it's obviously has no chance in the world of being taken serious. No. Your your lead your hero is a kid that face paints himself and meows like a cat. It's the it's almost like someone wrote it as like a co- crocodile Dundee type comedy, and then John Sales got a hold hell of it, hold of it and said, "Yeah, this is a gritty crime drama." I says, "No, John, John, no, no." It's, we're supposed to be laughing at this. No, no, no. I think this this reveals the truth about the inner cities. And John, no. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. They, Max Reed was the director. John Sales wrote it. I apologize. Oh, Max they Reed just had a, a close up of uh, Robert Davies' horrible tattoo on his hand that looked <laughs> like they just took it out of like uh, like a like a kid's fake tattoo book, and they just you know just plied now, water and put it on his hand. And I, I believe that, though, because, come on, but 70s drugged-up bikers didn't exactly go out of their way to get a, uh, a good tattoo. Well, it's all shiny. Tattoos aren't shiny until after you get them, because you I have think, to I put the, the, uh, think, the cream on there, or the Vaseline, or whatever, the protector. And... I mean, I, I will agree with you. I think I think that the, the, the tattoo my brother gave himself on his shoulder when he was drunk looks better than his. I'll give you that. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not shitting on the film because he's, you know, fake shitty tattoo. I just had to point I it know. out because it is bad. Can, can, can I point out even worse? When you, uh, Also, when you said, uh, well, you know, uh, when I was confused about you saying 70s and 80s in modern day, um, it's like, look at Robert Davies' house decorations. It's the fucking 80s. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. So bad. <laughs> and... and, uh. and the cops are horrible. Uh, now, 
and, and, and so there's a whole back and forth thing where there's this, this big there's this big clash between the the um the the ha- halfway house for for children and this major drug dealer that apparently <laughs> this 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 priest and his his homeless children are in the way of his drug deals and wild oh, thing comes yeah. between them yeah sure yep I, I really just want to fast forward to a certain point. Start uh, another movie I could challenge you to. <laughs> I, I need to bring this up. So we mentioned at the beginning when we have the child being raised in his formative years by a crazy homeless woman uh, and giving him the lingo about the, the blue coats and the white coats and uh, and uh, don't let them zap your power station, That's which right. is a reference, reference to her being uh, getting shock treatment. So yes. there's this constant... There's this constant re- reoccurring theme of him being afraid of being uh, shocked to death or electrocuted. And so fast forward to his his uh, his blood frenzied killing spree. And again, there's a scene where he leads the one guy to the homeless people and they rally together. And like, uh, it's assumed they beat him to death, but we don't really show that. <laughs> uh, I think it's safe to say that he was beaten to death. And, and I mean, this film, if they, if they just think about it, if they remade this film and kept it serious... That wild thing could actually have like this army of homeless people willing to do the to do their do his bidding because he protects them. Mm-hmm. I mean, and just just the idea of that night, not just this one guy, but he mobilizes. Think think of uh, Prince of Darkness, but instead of zombie homeless people, they're just like the Fisher King homeless people. <laughs> and he just rallies them. So, All right, today we go after the drug, and it's like a, a, just a fucking city of homeless people just going after the drug dealer and his gang. It's just a massive war, like like a clashing war of, of samurai hobos and uh, and militant pop hat pillheads. It's fucking awesome. You know who they could get to play Wild Thing? Just because as a young man, uh, this guy, Robert Nepper, they could, what? Shia LaBeouf. No, I was actually going to say Jared Leto because they look pretty fucking oh. similar. But that, that means putting Jared Leto in another fucking film. What's I'm not a, Jared I, Leto? I, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan. I'm really not. I'm not a fan of anybody, but I don't mind Jared Leto in movies. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm confusing him with Efron. I don't know. One of them I really hate. Zac Efron? Mm-hmm. It could yeah, be no. him I'm thinking of. I'm Jared thinking of Zac Leto. He's Fight Club. You know, blonde. All right, Dallas he's Buyers okay. Club. I'm, I'm thinking of Efron. No, Alito's okay. All right, I'll give you that. Okay, good. But no, but make but make him younger. He's got to be like uh, like Corey Haim age, like in, during the golden years. We need like uh, a we need like forget making him. Yeah, we need like a 15, 16 year old. Don't make him eighteen or nineteen. Make him like underage, and have the, this young kid, you know, old enough like the you know, get a bit of six pack going, but still young and wiry, and have <laughs> this young kid like leading this homeless army against uh, the fucking. Uh, the drug kingpin. Someone needs to remake this now because I'm like hard thinking about it. This is fucking hard. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a chubby. This is that's a great fucking. This is a, that's the kind of movie they just don't make anymore. Damn it. No, they certainly they really don't. They'll try to figure out how to. Yeah, and here's the thing: if this film was remade, if they can't fit some sort of crazy ass CGI in it, it's going to be an indie film. And not that I'm saying that an indie well, film good. wouldn't be made well, but. I don't know if it would ever get made. I think your best stuff is indie films right now. Indie horror films, indie dark films. Those, those are the only good films worth watching now. Uh, anything anything with a budget, like... 
around 20 million or more, fucking forget it. All of a sudden, you're in like you're just in uh, blockbuster territory. Uh, I, I'm definitely up for uh, an independent yeah. film because independent films get decent money now if they're, if they're you know sold right. Because there's a great yeah. mar- there's more of a market now for them now with Netflix and streaming and all that shit. But uh, yeah, they got to see that. But as I was saying, I got sidetracked. The whole powerhouse thing, or power station. So the power station thing. So there's there's this whole fear is about electricity, electricity and electrocution. And so during the final battle, when he's killing people with fucking sharpened umbrellas and shit, yeah. <laughs> he, he he's fighting Robert Davy uh, after killing everybody else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, throwing them down elevator shafts and <laughs> yeah, really really should have started that in the first half hour. And he um he throws him at one point across the room and he hits the lamp and the lamp collapses and the power cords physically spark. And I'm right. thinking, oh. Oh, he's gonna sh- he's gonna shock his power station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We set this up for that, and then he doesn't, and then it becomes a huge chase on the rooftops. Like, all right, okay, maybe I was just misinterpreting. Whatever. It would have been a nice tie-in, and then he leads them on this chase uh, up this long uh, smokestack, something like that, with yeah. a stairwell in it, and he gets to the very top. And don't ask me now. I have to question this because I really seriously doubt whether there's a. Uh, actual circuit board power switch at the top of a smokestack stairwell but there's one there and he throws yeah. them up against it and i'm like oh he's gonna shock his power station this is it there's an electric electric box right there and he throws them off the edge so what the <laughs> fuck don't don't i mean i can understand the one time being a mistake but twice he gets them near like major power sources and doesn't shock his power station it's not enough that he was on fire no, he had the shock as power station. I love that scene too when he jumps out because he starts rolling around and he get he's he's rolling around and ends up on his on his stomach and he just screams really. He's like ah, because <laughs> the pain is so great. And you know what? If that scene stuck out enough, like in this film, like if you really remembered that, that could be your connection from Sheena to this film. Just the fact that one the lead, the hero, quote unquote, was on fire in both films. Okay, but the problem with the wild thing is that he's on fire, writhing, screaming on the ground, but then when he's in jail the next day, there's not a scar on him. They're nothing. 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 And I don't think not, they have It's any... just barely even black char. And I don't think they have the healing earth in whatever city this takes place in. No, I don't now, think so. I want to try to nail down where this film takes place, because they very obviously and, and specifically do not mention where the film takes place. Right, they don't. But now the film, I, I, the film was filmed in Canada. It was so that's Canada. that's a wash. I don't know why. Growing up as a kid, I always thought this was filmed in Australia. And, and again, I have no real, I had no knowledge, no no homework done on it. I'm a kid, and I just always thought that it was an Australian film with American actors. I no. don't know why. I can see that because it has it, it has that feel and i can't explain it uh but like just just the way the the it has that feel i can i can totally see where you can't where that uh, that makes perfect sense to me and As it's not just because i'm you know on gin <laughs> well, it does make to sense to me but i'm watching the film like a hawk and you can't go by license plates i don't care what anybody says don't go by license plates okay watching the film looking for any clue, listening for any clue to actually say where it takes place. And I'm thinking New York. It's got to be New York. When they go to the 
the when the the wild thing finds the police chief uh, dead, and he's looking at his desk, and, and he finds the file with his parents in it. Right. If you look, one of the papers says New Jersey on it. No shit. Now, All right. it does. Now, this either, and I didn't get a good look on what part of the paper it said it in or what, what the context was, but I'm assuming either the origin of the parents was New Jersey or the origin of the crime was New Jersey, which in either case makes me think the film takes place either in Newark, in which case not enough of the homeless people were black, and that's just a fact having grown up next to Newark, <laughs> or... It was New Jersey, and they were traveling from New York State because they showed them go over a bridge. Yeah, I, I, city. I think that's more right. I think you're more right with that because they because they're picking up hitchhiker or the hit you know a hitchhiker, and it's just like it really feels like they're traveling. It, they are, and yeah. it, but it could go either way. They could be traveling from the uh, the rural uh, South Pennsylvania borderline area of New Jersey and, move, and going the, up north or north going south. Or, yeah. Going from like the Appalachia, New York State, and yep. traveling down, and then going over to the, the Newark. Either way works. Uh, my money's on New York just because of the, uh, I don't know, just because you really don't get that inner city feel from Newark as much as you do from New York. You don't really see any tall buildings though either. That that's also true. But so then again, we didn't. Then again, we didn't really see that many skyscrapers in Wild Thing, so it could go either way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then again, but then again, wild thing could be like in Queens or something like that, where you don't have as many tall buildings. That the skyline's true. not the skyline's not there, so it's hard to place it. But my just because of the that kind of uh, the zone feel, you don't really have a zone in New York. In, in in New Jersey, really, the zone would be Newark. <laughs> They'd right. have a name for it. So I, I think the zone really lends itself to that whole idea of Hell's Kitchen, that kind of thing. Yeah, and and it. I mean, and this has nothing to do with it other than the fact that, uh, you know, any body of water, like rapid-like body of water, you could say that there is really nothing like that in Newark. So, or even yeah, I mean, then again, not, maybe not not even really in New York, but there is no. you know the Hudson River. I mean, you got the border. The Hudson River goes through no, both. It separates Newark and you know. Yeah, I had that kind of aqueduct-looking thing where it's shooting water out. Nothing yeah. really shoots out in New York because it's just like there. <laughs> oh, we. But, well, I, I mean, mean, that's that's a good eye. I mean, uh, you narrowed it down to either New York or New Jersey, so either either looking. one works. <laughs> I was looking. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I have anything else to say about the film besides. Uh, I mean, again, the implausibility of the main character and the even theme and the almost comical setting. But the film takes itself so seriously that it, it really kind of wins you over in a way. It's going in my collection, that's for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it, yeah. I'm keeping I completely it. forgot about this movie until you mentioned it last week. Like, for real. Never. Yeah, you, you forgot it the way I forgot about Magnum Force. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the second like, you mentioned it, I'm like, I watch this film all the fucking time. Floodgate uh, opens, like, oh shit, yeah. Yeah. Just scenes, just rem like exact scenes, just in my mind's eye, just coming back big time. So, oh, one, one, the one kid, the one kid that wanted to be a, uh, a, a keyboardist for the Circle Jerks. Oh yeah, he had a familiar face too. Yeah, I recognized him big time, and I can't place him. And I'm trying to figure out what would the character's name was. It was um, shit. I'll was find it him. Winston. No, it was not Winston. No, was it Sonny? No, it wasn't Sonny. 
I don't think it was Paul. Oh, what the hell was his name now? I lo- again, you got to love some of the names they give. Uh, uh, yeah, they were supposed to be Bloods, too. So that, which did, They didn't have Bloods and Crips in New York, right? That's a, that's a West Coast thing, right? Am um, I right? No, I think Bloods were in New York. Were they? I thought that was like more of an West Coast thing. Or was it Crips in the... I don't remember. I thought, well, I think they were both in the same area because that's why they kept fighting. If, 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 if the Bloods were on the East Coast and the Crips on the West Coast, you wouldn't have that rivalry. Right. I think it's what they really should do with any street game rivalries, rivalries is deport one of them to the other coast. Because you know <laughs> they'll never make it back. Yeah. Not, they don't have that kind of uh, drive. You know, they're, they're, they're local. They're going to roost once they get to their new location. So you just separate them and eventually they just get bored. Yeah, with Sean Levy. Sean Levy? Sean Levy. Paul, it was Paul. You sure that was yeah. that was him? Yeah, that was yeah. All right. So, he's still working. Not a lot of things. This was only his second movie. TV movie. Actually, it was his first movie. Oh, what the fuck was he in? He's got such a familiar face. Like there's going to be one movie. It's an older film. I don't, I don't. I don't see anything. I recognize. I don't see no nothing. Nothing at all. Maybe a TV film. No. Liberace behind the music. Zombie nightmare. The no. kiss. It would have to be in that time period too, because he had, had that Jump teen Street. look. Yeah, I mean, he kind of looks like the punk uh, from. Oh, okay. I recognize uh, him from zombie nightmare. I, I recognize him from zombie nightmare. I mean, he kind of looks like the punk, the the real troublemaker that was in The Legend of Billie Jean, the one that trashed uh-huh. Christian Slater's bike. He kind of looks a little like him, just he's thinner. Mm-hmm. No, no, but no. That's, no, but that's no, it. Have, have you ever seen Z- Zombie Nightmare? Maybe. It's not, actually, by, um, not by name. Maybe Adam I saw West, it. Adam West plays, like, the best police chief ever. Oh, God. 2.1 on IMDb. Oh, it's got off. MST3K did a version of it. Oh, did they really? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's fucking great. Maybe I did see him in that then. I, I think I think because it sounds punk, familiar. I think he's the punk that actually kills the lead character that comes back as a zombie accidentally, and he and he suddenly becomes like a bloodlust. Like, yeah, I like the killing. I liked it. And he's like, <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> like he he accidentally takes a human life and goes with it. You know, which you gotta you gotta respect that in a person. He didn't let it hold him back. He 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 found inspiration from the moment and owned it instead of letting it own him. It came out the same year as Wild Thing. That's why I recognize him then, because he looks exactly alike. And it was also made in Canada, Zombie Nightmare. Ex- except in Zombie Nightmare, he's less of a pussy. Less of a pussy. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so let's go ahead and rate the film then. Can I can I say one of the best parts of the film is when they actually gun him down with his girlfriend? Yeah, <laughs> that's where the film turns for me. It's like even even like I think everybody in the film is kind of shocked. Like even they were shocked. Like wait wait a minute, you're killing us now. We spent this whole movie like going back and forth and like oh pretending to hurt people, and all of a sudden you're like you're just machine gunning us in an alley. Yeah. And that's when Wild Thing realized this is a whole different film now. I'm just gonna go on a rampage. Well, you know what's funny? Uh, it's it's funny that you mentioned that earlier in the film, like the, the very beginning, like maybe twenty minutes in, uh, when Kathleen Quinlan she she arrives. Okay, it's the next day, and the priest is with her, and they see Robert Davy and his little henchman 
over by a car. She goes, oh, that's the guy that attacked me. And the priest <laughs> is like, well, we should go over and you know introduce ourselves uh, to the competition. <laughs> and they go over, and Robert Davey, um, you know, he shows her the fucking tattoo, shitty tattoo. And um, Kathleen Quinlan, she's looking at him, and uh, Robert Davey, he's just like, ah, you know, uh, you should come over sometime. You see my place. And then they walk away, and he's like, man, that priest, he's been a pain in my ass for 20 years. He goes, you want me to take care of him for you? He goes, I'll, I'll give you the word. It's like, well, wait a minute. It's been 20 years. <laughs> and, and, and at no point do they act on that at all in the movie. Never a hit, nothing. It's just... It's, I just always, I watch that, and I'm like, later on, I'm like, when is he going to put this hit? That's coming, right? No, never happens. You know, I'll, I'll you let know. you know. I'll let you know. <laughs> and it was like, serious. He's like, no, don't worry. I'll, I'll let you know when that's ready. It's like, it's only hey. been 20 years. And also, that's the same guy where later when he wants to, to take out the uh, police chief, he's like, you know, you, you always take, say you can get anybody anywhere, so yeah. Now's the time to prove it. So he breaks into a police station, kills the chief of police, and gets out without being caught. And when he runs back, there's not there's not even like a he doesn't even make eye contact. There's not a good job or way to go. It was just like like yeah, what's up with this uh, the wild thing getting away? <laughs> Dude, I just killed the chief of police in his office. Yeah. Before he can be, before he could kill himself, <laughs> and I got away. And you're pissed off because this kid is loose. What the fuck? What they do really I gotta to... do? Exactly. They really need to remake this film. This needs to be remade. Like, like dark. This is like this could be like uh, borderline hobo with a shotgun movie. Seriously. Oh yeah, definitely. Come on, come on. Do All it. Right. So let's go ahead and rate the film. Right now, it's uh, there's a it's a five point two on IMDb. I think it's a that's a little low. I agree. I think I think six now, is re is really good score for con this. Considering it was in the eighties. Mm -hmm. And even as far as like storyline stuff goes, if Crocodile Dundee was so popular, this film deserves at least a six. Oh yeah, I agree. I'm gonna rate it six. Nice. And uh, I'm pretty sure uh, highest rating for the film is a five. Highest demographic is females 18 to 29. I wonder why. Nah. Lowest demographic is males aged 30 to 44. That would be us. <laughs> so we're actually, so we're actually we're more like teenage uh, girls than we are middle-aged men. <laughs> Squeal. <laughs> <laughs> the thirty. What was it? The thirty-five to forty-four, or 30, twenty-nine to forty-four? Forgot. It was like thirty-three to forty. I just already closed yeah, it. Yeah, I've already, yeah, yeah. I've already, I've already ceased to carry. No, that that's people that paid money for it in a movie theater. That's like, fuck that movie. I remember that movie. I saw that in a theater. I want my $6 back. <laughs> All right. So now, movie challenge. I got a few films here. Okay. There's only one I want to challenge you to, but I'll go through all of them. Okay? Because there's plenty of uh, backups. Well, give me the main, now, give me the main pick. Uh, let me try to guess, too. Let's, let's, I want to I guess. Okay. What's the theme? The Streets. Life mm. on the Streets. All right, I'm going to get my first guess. Give okay. me a couple guesses here. Band of the Hand. No. That is a good guess, though, but no. I do... Oh, wow, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I swear to God, I did, holy shit, I didn't think of that. 
I'm is not going to change. I'm not going to change my challenge though. But I'll write it down. Band of the hand. Is it breaking two electric boogaloo? No. Damn it. It's not the homeless. It's got it's prostitution. It's um. Uh, is Christopher Reeve in it? No. All right, so it's not Street Smart. It's not Street uh, Smart. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, give, I'm just gonna throw a couple more out there. Angel. Nope. Oh, that's the best. Oh, I I have that. I still haven't watched it. <laughs> I have not <laughs> seen that film ever. All I remember is just the advertising for it. Schoolgirl by day. Lady of the evening by night, <laughs> which doesn't make sense because you'd be the lady of the night anyway. Well, okay, yeah. I, I, apparently I don't have a clue what you're you're challenging me to. So what's the main one? This is a really hard film to find. Mm -hmm. I, I did find it on the internet. I don't know if it's a dead link, but the film is Christina Applegate in the film Streets. Oh, of course it is. Okay. <laughs> I, you know, you, you know what's great about that film is that mm. honestly, the only thing I remember from that movie, yeah. that and, and like if someone asks you, hey, you remember Streets? The first thing I would say is, yeah, shotgun up the ass. Oh, <laughs> I remember, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. That's I it. Mean, that's all you remember. Is is, it, is Chris Penn in that? No. Uh, no. Apparently, no, when I think of shotgun up the ass, I think of Chris Penn. It's so Christina I, I don't Applegate know. and the little kid. All grown up from the film Over the Top. Well, who's who's the who's the cop with the gun with the shotgun in the ass? I don't. Is remember. that Chris Penn? I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was. Um, he uh, the kid from you know Over what? the Top. He he plays um, Cy. I think his name is Cy. Came out in nineteen ninety. Only four years after Over the Top. Uh, I do not see Chris Penn in the cast list. So who's the who's the who's the cop though? You mean the serial killer cop? Yeah. Well, no, the the no the friendly the, cop with the shotgun. His in the name ass. is Eb Lottimer. He was in Fright Night, the remake from 2011. He was also in Breakin'. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't far off. No, not really. Hmm. His uh, name was I don't Lum Lumley in Streets. I don't recognize anything he's been in. Uh, no. Okay. I don't feel too bad now. Hmm. Blood Fist okay. 7. My God. <laughs> now, if that's not available, if we can't get a copy of that, what's your backups? Okay, my backups are Street Trash. Obviously. All right, yeah. Obviously. I mean, that's an easy one. That's a fun one. Um, yeah, and the theme for that is obviously homeless people. I don't have to rewatch that. I can just like close my eyes and just remember it for an hour and a half. My, my other ch uh, backup, and the theme is Rooftops, and the name of the film is also called Rooftops. Rooftops. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, we got to do that one. <laughs> uh, and finally, the last one. The theme is because they mentioned throughout the film a lot that, oh, I heard he can transform into a cat. You know? The film. Uh, he's transforming a cat, the Shaggy DA. No, but that was a dog. 
right. I was close. I, I was strictly uh, th- th- uh, sticking to the you know, the theme, cat transformations. Uh, cat. It's people. not cat people. There you go. Really, I got it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, not not the original, but the remake. The one from '82. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The That's the, one. That that one's more fun. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my backups. Wow. If that if if you can't if we can't get a copy of uh, streets of um, of streets, it's yeah. gonna be a tough call on what backup which one backup should we should do. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I I think you're right. We can collaborate on it if I can't get. I streets. mean, I, I want to do street trash just because that's a film that deserves recognition, and the fact that it's in fucking Blu-ray still blows me away. And, and it I, looks we, incredible. I, and we could. It's the prettiest homeless film I've ever seen. Yeah, and we could spend the entire movie just just uh, just reciting our favorite quotes from the film. Oh, God. we wouldn't even have to. That no. would have to be a clip episode. We'd have to actually play clips from the show. Absolutely, which, like, that's like one of those professional uh, recording re- uh, podcast type thingies that we should be doing with every show, but we're too fucking busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I, I saw my I son wish- yesterday. Oh, I wish goddamn I had damn kids wasting his life on the goddamn computers. <laughs> uh, fucking love that movie. So great. You know, and, and here's the thing. Because it's on Blu-ray, my nephew, who is in his uh, late 20s, has never heard of the film before, but still, because it was re-released on Blu-ray, came across it. And was telling me, oh, I got this movie called Street Trash. I'm going to watch it. And I, my eyes just lit up. I'm like, what? So I had to show him a couple of scenes from the movie. <laughs> and it's just like, I got that movie. He's like, you do? I go, come on, really? <laughs> then I proceeded to tell him about the stuff. You know, I go, you want another great Melt movie? You got to watch <laughs> the stuff. <laughs> Came out two years before Street Trash. Can't get that- enough of the stuff. That's another film that needs a, a, the HD treatment. That's another film. I I wonder if they could remake that and not fuck it up. That now the stuff I don't think they could. Uh, well, you know what? Depends on the director because they be really have to go into the fest. whole. Forget forget CGI. They'll only make it look better. Um, but what I'm talking about is the the whole idea about um, the the kind of uh, satirization of uh, marketing of bad food that's bad for you. Talk yeah. about a topical theme. Sure. So I think you know, and what would be great is if they could make the uh, the lead character Morgan Morgan Spurlock, <laughs> and then they could fucking kill him at the end. You, I was just gonna say you just want his insides to come out of his mouth. Yes, yes, please, <laughs> oh please, yes, I, yes, I like that very much. Thank you. I love the whole opening of the stuff where the guy's just walking, and he just sees something coming out of the ground and decides to eat it for no reason. <laughs> Because it's white and creamy. He's like, oh, looks like whipped cream. Oh, this tastes great. (laughs) And he just keeps eating it. Like, it's coming out of the ground, dude. It's not even filtered. (laughs) Get a strainer, for Christ's sakes. You know, it would be great. In the remake, you have that exact same thing. Somebody tastes it and goes, ah, this tastes like ass. (laughs) And he keeps eating it. Well, why do you keep eating this? I don't know. It gets better the more I eat it. I, I don't know. You gotta have it. The I'm, stuff. I'm so sticky right now. This is beyond me. Wasn't that line in a movie? 
Oh, oh, it was Ghostbusters. I, f- I feel so funky. I feel so funky. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and end the show then. Okay. All right. And and um, I'd like to remind all of our listeners out there yes. uh, that you can that you can find us on Facebook by going to Facebook. What the hell happened with <laughs> I, our music? Okay, I don't know. There, we there go. it is. It's weird. Because I'm talking over it. That's why. It's better if you do it because I, I drown it out when I talk. Okay. All right. Episode 141, all finished and in the books. All right. You can go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. You can download all of our shows there. You can listen uh, to them on the on the site as well. You can also watch the show live if you just go to our uh, our podcast page, and at the bottom is the live stream window. You can watch the whole thing live right there. You can go to iTunes and download our shows as well. You can leave us reviews. You can email us at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. You can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. You can go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. You can also do a search for us in your favorite uh, search engine. And uh, we come right up. Everything that we do is there. That, that about does it. Last words? <laughs> I think I think I, I love you. But I gotta know for sure. Alright, everybody. Well, I think. we'll talk to you next week. Literally at you. Literally. 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 Bye bye. <laughs> I think I love you, but I gotta know for sure.